This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers! Cheers, guys! I'm shaking a plastic container. I'm still using my little cans, which are not loud. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. I'm Kimmy. Kenny's still here. (laughs) (laughs) I've made it. This is our podcast about dating and relationships and not being in a relationship and doing the damn thing, doing new things. That's kind of this week's theme, right? Yeah. Friends? We're talking about novelty. We're talking about switching it up. We're talking about trying things. We're talking about what the theme is. (laughs) Experimentation. Oh. That sounds much more dramatic and saucy. So saucy. So wild. So if you're just joining us, you may be like, oh, I, I clicked, press, played, uh, uh, <laughs> I pressed play on this podcast called 51 First Dates. Why the F is it called that? Well, we started as a dating project of 51 Dates. I'm going to keep doing this, sorry, until until I feel that people have caught up. Great. Um, and I was going on, I'm, I, Kimmy, was going on 51 Dates with Liza's um, support guidance, literal like mental health support, um, therapy and encouragement to do new things and basically met a person like who knew that could happen of course we don't live in the same city anymore but that's cool so i'm dating someone so my brother kenny has taken over as one of our new daters that was like (laughs) such a terrible elevator pitch for this show but basically i think that was really wonderful and exciting as always start at the beginning if you want if i don't think you have to though because we're talking about kenny and his date number three of 51 is that correct yeah, that's kind of weird. I guess I should know that. Here we go. Yeah. yeah. I guess I've been in it for a little bit now. Date or two, date three. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Date two by three. <laughs> <laughs> so how is it feeling? Be two by four. Uh, it still feels good. I mean, I'm still having fun. It's uh, it's like kind of weird uh, just because sometimes it can feel like a lot and I'm like just going on a lot of dates still and like hanging out with some people more than once and just like trying to balance that and just trying to make it all work which can add up to like just being like a really hectic schedule um but i mean figuring out as i go i think i was having this conversation with our dad who was here this past weekend and i was like i don't feel like i'm doing anything wrong i'm just going with the flow i'm not you know putting anybody in a in a situation where they i feel like they would feel taken advantage of everything i'm just like taking it day by day second by second and just kind of like not thinking as much about dating as it continues to be a larger portion of my life and just like seeing what happens. So I'm just trying to be casual with it and see how it goes. Yeah, it's really easy. It was really easy for me to feel like a little bit like weird, but people in New York especially are dating all the time. And of course, if you start to feel like you're you're not being kind to someone, you don't have to keep doing the project. <laughs> oh, and no, no, that wasn't my point. That was exactly what I was trying to convey. I do not feel so. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good. I wonder if if as a man too, just because I think New York dating culture has like the fuckboy stereotypes, like all the stuff, like 
if you have more like guilt around it. Because I weirdly had this like reclaiming, going on lots of dates. Um, but yeah. I, I think there is a little bit of a a sex stigma in terms of just like being the male dating rather than like, um, you know, I don't know. I'm constantly the one asking people out. So I feel like I'm making the conscientious decision and like more poignant decision to be seeing multiple people and like going on multiple dates. Like I'm actively pursuing that rather than like if someone were to just ask me out to hang out it, it might feel a little bit different and i'm definitely reading into that just because that's my pov but like i get it and i don't again i don't think it's weird it's like very good to be doing it in new york if i was doing it in any other city it would feel probably a little bit different but like it's i mean everybody's out there doing their thing just like hanging out with whoever they want so i don't know yeah i feel good about it and then i, I it hasn't gotten to a point where i feel weird about it so i mean just i'm gonna keep going we even have some listeners who've asked you out Interesting. Did you know <laughs> I didn't. It's very brave. Like, not to, I don't mean that patronizingly. I just think it was, like, very sweet and brave, some of these emails we got of, like, I know this is a little weird. Like, they're not, it's not in a creepy way. It's in a very sweet way. No, it's, I mean, frankly flattering. I didn't necessarily know what to expect coming on here, but, I mean, I like your following base. They seem like good people, so. Well, I think they it's are. also, like, it's rare for not, I mean, this is patting you on the back, Kenny. It's also lightly patting us on the back, which I don't mean to do. But I think it's I think it's rare <laughs> totally for fine. men to be like relatively open and like nice about dating. And it's rare for there to be platforms where men talk about dating in this way. That was the light back pat on us. Not that it's really that. But like it's just like we've said, like you don't go home and talk to your roommates about your dates, but like any apartment that's for girls would probably yeah. not yeah. to be too stereotypy or general but like i'm not a girly girl at all and i fucking do that shit no i'm into it i think it's like a it's like a little bit therapeutic sometimes just because it's like an outward conversation about something that otherwise would just kind of be my own thing so i'm down to share it i don't think there hasn't been anything weird that i've felt i'm like not comfortable to share and i think as you think about dating like what nothing really should be it's not really that weird i think yeah. it's probably weirder that i don't talk about it with my roommates but do you feel like it's helpful to like process it verbally uh yeah i mean it definitely makes you think about decisions you made and like how you acted in certain situations right so like just like we're taking a moment to like reflect on like something as simple as a date just like helps you and gives you perspective especially if like you're going to continue to go on dates right because i like <laughs> Not all of it's like, it's like, why did I say that? Like, what the hell were you thinking? And like other times it was like, oh, it was like a cool idea to do this instead of this. And like, there's a lot of like takeaways that you can otherwise just like kind of breeze over if you're just like constantly going on dates and swiping on apps. And so like, yeah, it's actually kind of interesting. It's been like, it's been like helpful, reflective tool, I think. Cool. Yay. That's how I felt. I felt like just like, and because Liza was just so supportive at the beginning, I would freak out and I was probably sorting out different things with dating, like... I don't know. I just felt like it was very good to reflect on it and just then have the community of all the listeners too. Just like everyone's doing it. It's weird. It's a thing. And um, I think our listeners should reconsider that idea we threw out there about doing like a five date, one month project. That would be really fun. Totally. Like like five dates in one month. I saying that like I'm going to start it in the secret Facebook group and then not doing it. So maybe that's just my homework for <laughs> next Tuesday when this episode comes out. Yeah, well, well, it'll be – I still owe people a guide. We're going to get our Patreon up. It's all good. We're just, like, getting through October. Lots what of things. You guys are millennials and, and not following through on commitments. Yeah. What a, what a exactly. surprise. How novel. <laughs> Big fat millennials right in the middle of the millennial 
actually, are we older or younger millennials? We're, we're older. slightly older, but not that yeah. old. Like, I yeah. think my... I you're, think like, you're well into millennial. Yeah. You can safely call yourself a millennial. People who are 34 or 35 are, I think, like the elder millennials. So we're okay. one step under that. But we're not like... You're still responsible for wasting all your money on avocado toast and not being able to buy real estate, so... Exactly. You're yeah. true what are you, contributor to that cause. Are you Gen Z? No, he's a millennial. I'm totally a millennial, too. You're, yeah, you're a millennial. You're, I'm like, too. deep in millennial. Oh, like, I'm the millennials that people... I'm, like, on the cusp of millennial that, like, gets the bad rap. Yeah. Of well, like you guys kind of fly under the radar. like Instagram yeah. obsessed. Because was, like, we got 22. the bad rap early on when, like, everyone thought we were lazy pursuing our podcasting dreams. But it was, like, post-08, the, the crash. Like, we saw people two years older than us then I get out of college, like, people were interning at Bear Stearns. I don't know. I feel like we were, like, in this weird pocket where we were, like, not, like, we didn't totally escape that. But then people started thinking we were lazy because we weren't that exact year in terms of career stuff. But really, yeah. I feel like it just let people explore creativity more. I don't yeah, because no one could get jobs doing, like, real shit when we graduated. Like, some mm-hmm. of my smartest friends had to take, like, the shittiest jobs. Like, people with crazy good degrees and whatever and everybody's doing fine now it just you know there was a couple years that was like really tough but a lot of wasn't weird like me who weren't like you know 4.0 like financy oh you mean you were fun yeah (laughs) but liza's like my smartest friend so let's just i mean i have lots of friends i was just like smoking (laughs) weed the whole like like my having fun being relaxed like taking life i wasn't even like I wasn't even going to football games or being a normal college student. I was, like, watching Netflix and That's, <laughs> eating pizza. I think that is also considered normal, so don't knock yourself. Yeah, it's not that different from my life now. No. <laughs> uh, to be honest. But I think everybody just gets jealous about, and, like, old people especially like to talk shit about millennials because they're boring. <laughs> and, like, frankly, like, with all the new technology and, like, all the things that, like, younger people can do because they're in touch with it and grew up with it, it's just, like... I don't know. There's, I think there's just more opportunities, and I think people get yeah. a little bit jealous, especially as, like, also, a staunchy 45, 50-year-old totally. white man who just, like, is boring as hell. So. It also <laughs> feels unique to people hating millennials, but my mom reminded me that, like, every single generation hates the next youngest generation. Oh, for sure. She was mm-hmm. like, my parents hated my generation. Their parents hated their generation because they had electric lights, you know? <laughs> like, they had it so easy. Like, it was the same <laughs> shit. She was like, my grandparents thought my parents' generation... We're like such useless shit sacks. But I actually think the next generation is a bunch of useless shit sacks because they're <laughs> riding around on hoverboards with selfie sticks, like just like running people over. Like that is like life, like ripping right, vapes Grandpa, at the age calm of. Calm down over there. No, <laughs> you're a bunch of yeah, I don't know. I remember vape someone smoke in your face. How are you supposed to like respect it? I, I don't totally know. Agree that with is you. like. <laughs> I that remember a certain someone like... burning around Venice, California, with a certain. Um, I don't Baby know what you're talking group. about. I've never, <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> you know, that yeah, sounds, I guess I'm you know. point proven. I guess I'm deep in the millennial vibe as well. So. No, I'm just kidding. For anyone who doesn't know what a bird is, it's those those electric scoo- scooters that are in some cities now. Um, there and are they're like four new kinds amazing. too. I don't know, Liza. I think you're, <laughs> you so haven't done fun. it, have you? I haven't, but I just saw someone posting riding them around in Austin. Mm. It, they, but they weren't bird they were like an off they were a different brand but i was like yeah oh God, they look so fun they were they like, are fun we should do like them if we can get to the paths. beach yeah we yeah, should do sure. them when you're here um well that's an interesting conversation that we just had <laughs> very important work that we're doing all right let's let's hear about kenny's date date yeah, number three. i think everything about this week's date was just like 
I think I took, I, maybe one of you made a comment about like me always going to the same bars and like just like trying to venture out and do a little bit different things. And I think I was able to capitalize that on a little bit and I thought it was fun. Yeah, it was just like, it's good and refreshing to like force yourself to get out of the comfort zone and just try like slightly new things. Oh, so my bullying worked. I don't remember what we said to you about. I think it was just a comment about like I frequent the same bars because they make me feel comfortable. Um, oh, shit. Which is a Sorry. little bit like selfish in terms of just like, yeah, I pick bars that are all really close to my apartment and are really good, but like very convenient for me. Well, I don't think that's selfish. I mean, I think that's totally fine and natural and everyone does it. But I also think like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but did you feel like it was like helpful at all to get out of your comfort zone like it did it feel like <laughs> well frankly i i went to a bar that i was familiar with just hadn't been for a little while and it was on i live on the east side it was on the west side so like um dante what dante Kevin oh, yeah, dante sure. on oh, McDougal, which is like swanky and kind of fun and then especially at, like we met up at 3 30 in the afternoon it was like still light out and the vibe there is like everything's like light well lit like white tile kind of stuff so it was like a good afternoon vibe to be in and i think also like afternoon dates where there's like clearly a more defined back end is just like almost more relaxing and more enjoyable because then you're not like running into like oh like i'm taking like up your time like she had to go to a concert afterwards so i was like yeah we'll hang out at 3 30 you can you have to leave at six we'll just like you'll leave before then you'll leave at then and but it was like very nice to just like have a structured set of time for so there was like an automatic time box Mm -hmm. like it wasn't gonna go beyond that's really nice it was very nice and like i think that is a it's only really possible well it's much easier to find yourself in a situation like that if it's like earlier in the day rather than totally but it's also sometimes i think the opposite can be true as if it's an afternoon hang because if plans like if it isn't established that one or the other person has plans in the evening you can feel that weird pressure of like, all right, I'm ready to leave, but, yeah. you know, but in this situation, it's perfect because she was like, I have a concert. Like, I have a thing that I actually have to get you to. You could also literally time. make up any single thing Anything. that you have to go to, right? Oh, <laughs> so it's yeah. It's like very easy to find an out. But yeah, I get that. I just thought it was like nice to do something. I, there's something about like doing something during the day and like, just, I don't know, it felt like a little bit more relaxed and I think probably having a back end made it just a little bit more so. Also, because if anyone made you feel badly for leaving, like, a 3.30 start time date, like, at 7, like, what is wrong with them? Like, we are need they to hang to out for the you? next nine hours. You're totally on the hook for the rest of the night. Like, no, I love an, an afternoon date. Yeah, it was good. Um, Afternoon date, very good. Can we talk about Dante a little bit? Because we it hasn't gone on the list, and I think it's a great bar, but it can sure. be crowded. So can you give our listeners a vibe for what Dante's like? Cafe Dante? Yeah, so it's like, it especially on the weekends, it's kind of a brunchy spot. It's a little bit bougie on, in terms of, like, the way they set up the restaurant and the type of clientele that you'll typically, like, see, like, eating there. But you walk in, it's pretty small, and there's some dining, small dining tables, and to the left, there's a bar that's also very small. So to the extent you can get a seat, awesome, but you have to be kind of open to potentially standing or, like, making a reservation or like finding a table and sitting down because they do have some outside seating as well. Um, but ultimately small kind of vivacious in terms of like people there have good energy and seemingly are always having fun. They do have some outside seating too, which I think is just harder to get, but known for like fun drinks. I think they have like an extensive list of Negronis mm-hmm. and like other, like um, just like if you want a good cocktail, I think they do a really good job. I've been there a couple of times and the bartenders are always, um, I mean, they're nice and they 
are conversational and they do a good job making drinks. So from my perspective, definitely worth checking out. It's kind of in a weird area because McDougal gets a little bit of a bad rap for just being like super young and rowdy and NYU kid driven. But like it's kind of like an outlier in terms of what else is on that street. Um, But yeah, it's a cool spot. Would definitely advise. How many decks out of five decks? Probably four. Four and a half. Mm-hmm. I think I think like if you can sit down. So we got in there and I was like, uh shit, it's standing room only. Does this still work? And he's like, I'm already in an Uber, so yes. <laughs> it totally works. Um but then somebody ended up leaving and we sat down. I think if we were standing the whole time, it'd be like a little bit less, probably three and a half, but if you can sit, it's a four and a half, so let's just meet in the middle. All right. So yeah, four I like works. It. I um, I had like um I went a second year from the program I'm in for grad school right now lived near there and I had us meet there for a dinner and we got lucky it was the same thing he knew the deal we got lucky with like a bar seat and the food there was really really good too I think you already know this Kenny because you introduced this place to me but yeah it's a good little there's not a lot around there that you'd actually want to be at so I think it's a good a good spot yeah I've actually never eaten there I've recommended this place to plenty of people yeah, I I think everybody says the food is good. And yeah, Pasta, the only other place around there that is of quality is really Minetta Tavern. Um, but that's yep. just a totally different vibe. I mean, what about artichoke? <laughs> artichoke pizza <laughs> there's is, a, there's a, like... is, I don't know if I want to, artichoke pizza is, um, is, I don't know if it's a hot take or not, kind of gross. It's disgusting. <laughs> like it's really gross. fucking gross. I do comedy on this block a lot. And the amount of times I've eaten dinner at Artichoke just because it's, like, right there and I'm – it's 11 and I'm drunk and starving and I haven't eaten dinner is so often. But it's, like, I – it's really gross. Like, it's like I yeah. don't like it at all. And I <laughs> eat it probably at least once a week at least. Yeah, you're, at least you're admitting that. Ugh. Good props on you for, you know. Is it all gross or is just the artichoke pizza one gross? Because I remember they're, like, margarita one. i the artichoke one, one. And it's yeah. just, like, thick and creamy and just, like, a lot. My, my friend – my friend's mom came to see her do comedy, and she got an artichoke slice afterward, and she said it tastes like a can of cream of mushroom soup Ooh. on pizza, and that's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it tastes That like. is so right. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah. Well, it, they, they invented Ugh. it high, from my understanding. That when it first opened on 14th sense. Street, I was living in NYU dorms for the summer, and the, one of the guys who helped open it had a crush on my friend Ariel. and they'd give us to-go beers. I don't know if they still do that in Styrofoam Cups, but basically he was like, yeah, this was like on Staten Island, these guys, like, had the idea of putting spinach and artichoke dip on pizza high or something, and then it became a thing. Oof. Yeah. So. Maybe with better I think execution. It's supposed to be gross. I don't know. It's just, to your point, that soup metaphor. It's like. It's making me a little bit upset. And I used to kind of, like, enjoy a bite or two of it. Like, if somebody else got an artichoke, artichoke slice, I'd be like, oh, I'll have a bite. No. But then, after her mom said that that one time, no. I can't even, like, fucking look at no, it. No, thank you. Yeah. No. It's gnarly. Uh, anyway... Okay, so you met this girl on Bumble. Yeah, I actually would just, like, switch it up. I felt like I was just doing the same thing, so I was like, why not check out what's going on on the other dating apps? Tell us about your Bumble experience. What was her opening line? Um, And I'll let you answer. It was, Mary fuck, kill, spring, fall, and summer. Ooh. What are your thoughts? How would you That's answer? That's a great opening line. I want to play this. This is fun. Totally get the, it like totally leads into like what kind of vibe you're into and like what you're going for. Kill spring, fuck summer, marry fall. Okay. Kim, what about you? Uh, uh-oh. I think I'm the same as Liza. No, I live in LA now. Marry summer, um, fuck fall. Not, not like because I hate it. That sounds so evil. Because cause it's just... 
it's so quick. I want to enjoy it in a flash. Um, sorry, <laughs> my brother. Um, <laughs> and then have to kill Spring, even though Spring is so magical. Okay, what did you pick, Kenny? Mine was Mary Fall, fuck Spring, and kill Summer. Whoa, because Whoa. you're hot. Because you're, <laughs> yeah, you're well, sweaty. first of all, it's hot, but I also think there's like, I don't know. If you've ever been in the city when it starts warming up, like everybody loses their mind and it's like everybody's like outside for the first time and there's like that refresh cycle of just like coming out of freezing hibernation and just like re-energizing and just like being around. Yeah. Like and hanging out around people that would otherwise just be like sit. You don't have to like sit inside anymore. Like you can go out to the parks. So I was like, there's a lot of energy and good energy in spring that I like. I think by the time that summer hits its absolute peak. I'm just like toast and it's too hot and it's too humid, especially in the city. Like I would have a different perspective if I wasn't in the heart of New York City. Well, also, especially this year, because it was literally hot and sticky and humid up to a week ago. Yeah. It became <laughs> fall like four days ago. And it got fall really fast. Yeah. I have like. But last week, like my air conditioner was pumping. I, we were sweating on the subway. Like it was in the high 70s and yeah. fucking humid. <laughs> like all it's like been bizarre like i'm also ready just to be like okay i'm ready to be chilly yeah yeah so, so now i'm just chapped <laughs> anyway. chapped lips totally clogged anyway, sinuses it's a great opening line and i really like this girl what did she say line. kenny <laughs> she said you totally fucked it up but i'll give you a second chance because you have decent music taste <laughs> <laughs> she was like not feeling the spring vibe she's like that is like the middle grade like middle school dance type season where it's just like Nobody wants to deal with it. It's the awkward stepchild. Like, it's just there. I'm obsessed with this girl. Like, can I go on a <laughs> <Yeah>. gather? <laughs> it's, um, it is like, it is the like sociopaths choose spring kind of thing, you know, but you're not wow. one. <laughs> I mean, just like, I'm not really right here, but I'm, I, I can hear you. <laughs> um. So it sounds like you guys had like pretty solid banter. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Um, Did it carry over from like app banter to. Yeah, it was, like, super casual. She was very cool. She's, like, from L.A., which was funny, Kim, because she also is, like, very much pro-New York over L.A., which is an interesting perspective because I think most people I meet from California are all about California and would never yeah. want to be anywhere else. So that was that was fun. Um, she recently moved to the city, so. That's like why she feels that way. A good vibe. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so probably a little bit influenced by the lack of tenure in the city. But, yeah, it was good. It was super casual. Um we just had a lot to talk about just because there was a lot of like commonality in terms of interests and everything. So yeah, I, it was just, yeah, it definitely carried over. Good. Like, no. So was that first out outdoor, not outdoor, afternoon date, first Bumble date, first West side date, or maybe yeah, not I mean, first? I mean, kind of. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, okay. Um, and now I'm like definitely team afternoon date. Like, I just think it's like, especially in the fall where like, it's a little bit cooler out and like, people don't have the summer obligations to feel like they need to run away from the city like i feel like it's like good time of year to do it and yeah. i think you really can keep it short you can even be like even if you just want to do like 2 to 3 p.m like if that person is down to have a beer at that time or just a coffee like or a walk whatever it is like you still could have a commitment that afternoon i don't know some people don't want to waste their whole saturday or sunday afternoon you know what i mean but i actually oh, think for it's sure. quite nice i think there's also like a way to do it whereby it's like it's not like prime time afternoon. It's like late afternoon whereby like people are probably wrapping up afternoon activities or in like a little period before like dinner or like hanging out with people. And then that's like, yeah, if you want to like forcefully keep it 
short, just like I'll say that I have a commitment. But like, totally. if you want to grab a drink or something beforehand, we should totally do that. I think that's the easiest way to spend. Wait, I forgot. Was this a Saturday or a Sunday? Saturday. Did you say that already? This is Saturday. Because I think there's also something cool about like a Sunday afternoon date because everyone has scaries and it's horrible. But also Sunday afternoon dates are, I think, probably easier to get out of if you don't have a firm commitment because you can be like all right, like, I gotta go get ready for this fucking week to start, you know. Everyone understands the, like, need to go home on a Sunday, I think. I have to... like, a reasonable-ish hour, even though I never do that. I just have to disagree. Imagining myself getting ready for a date on a Sunday (laughs) is, like, very difficult. Well, it depends. Like, if I didn't do anything on Saturday and it wasn't, like, a puffy-faced, hungover, like, tired monster, then, yeah, for sure. But you're asking a lot of That's others so as well, probably. <laughs> See, reflecting on the Sunday I just had, I had an adult Sunday See, in which I got car sick. It's like, so funny because I think in the last several weeks when I've actually been in the city, which has not been that often, I've been a drunk child on Thursdays and Fridays, and my Saturdays have tended to be a little bit more mellow because I tire myself out. Like, Thursdays are always kind of a thing for me because there's a lot of comedy, and I sure. get drunk almost every Thursday. Yeah. Then Friday, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, it's Friday. I don't know. Like, I sometimes engage harder on a Friday because I'm so excited. Yeah, I find that, like, it's been, like, partially a decision that I have conscientiously made. And otherwise, like, I just have, like, now new commitments on Saturday mornings. But, like, I love not going out on Friday and then just mm-hmm. having, like, a fresh start to the full yeah. day that is Saturday. And just being able to enjoy that. And then if I want to be, like, I won't have two nights of hangover like yeah. cumulative hangover and then like on sunday i can just like work out the tiredness and just yeah. like still feel like a decent human being but that's true uh, i also love like instead of going and like drinking seriously on a friday going and having like a nice ass meal and drinking smart. like a bottle of wine yeah, like getting sure. a bottle of wine with somebody like that's a good friday because you're like doing something you're like fuck yeah the weekend yeah but you can still wake up on saturday totally. and be a human into it i feel yes. like it's all it's all schedule based because i feel like in new york i was like more in the habit of like i just wanted to stay in my neighborhood or the neighborhood next to me on fridays and have dinner and like get like you know a solid buzz with a friend cuz i needed to do something but now i don't have class on fridays so friday feel friday nights feel more like a saturday again where i'm like let's do something i don't know cuz like the week feels as much as it it's like, oh, you don't have anything on Fridays. I'm always doing a million things and homework. So it's like it feels like you just like earned it. So I go way harder now on Fridays then. I go way harder. <laughs> That's sick, dude. Oh, my God. That's um, so But cool. you know what I mean. I think it's all like schedule dependent. Like, if, totally. yeah, if I go out on a Thursday, like, whoa, I probably should stand on Saturday. Let's be real. Totally. I also, yeah, I have a lot more flexibility of like weeknight drinking. And I, I honestly feel like I do more weeknight drinking than weekend drinking in my – old age because of like a lot of the comedy stuff I'm doing is during the week because I'm like not good enough to get weekends <laughs> so uh stop it I'll yet. drink no. all week long and then on the weekend I'll be like cool like I'm gonna lie in bed although I also have not been in New York for a weekend in literally two months I was here for one weekend and I had a wedding like yeah. at events every school. so this is all probably just that I come here for the week, drink, and then leave for the weekend and drink on trips. That's fair. So that's fun. Everything's going really good. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, what were the interactions like after the date? Um, good. I mean, we've exchanged texts since, and I think, like, it was pretty brief because she had to run off. I think I, like, held her a little bit long and she'd, like, run and get into a car and meet up with her friend before a concert because she was going to see a show, and it was, like an hour before the show and I think they wanted to do something prior to so it was like kind of a quick exchange but it was casual and I don't know we've exchanged texts so it's good 
Did you send, like, a check-in text? Or, like, did you send the first text after? Uh, Yeah, I had, like, let her run to her show, and then I just had sent, like, a text being like, hey, how was the concert? I had fun hanging out um, type thing. So, yeah, it was, like, an easy way to touch base. and. Sounds like going on lots of dates is working out for you, Kenneth. I I told my dad I think I'm peaking. (laughs) (laughs) I think the last time I peaked was when I won my Mr. Hollis in high school um, oh my God, talent show. <laughs> yes, I did. You did that. Uh, I was yes, a senior in high school, and I absolutely won that. I want um, pictures. I want video. <laughs> Where's Matt? I want Matt's email address. He has it somewhere. Uh, I mean, it was at one point on like YouTube or like Halston's like town website. They recorded it. It was like a shitty VHS quality that they somehow turned to digital. I'm gonna try to find it, and if I do find it, I will post it in the secret Facebook group. So <laughs> you should join the secret Facebook group, everyone. And then, Wait, can you tell us your talents again? Oh, I wasn't yeah. there, so, unfortunately. I, um, I played drums for my talent to the Hanson brothers. Um, <laughs> oh my God. um So I played Hansen. drums over that. Hanson. <laughs> There's no brothers at the end of that? Yikes. No, that's some shit that no, a younger millennial wouldn't know. <laughs> but we know it well. That was my first CD I ever owned was Hanson. Well, I thought it was very, like, funny and chic to do that. So that was my talent. And then we had to do a – there was a costume portion. So I was uh, – oh, what's his name? The lead uh, the lead uh, actor in Greece. Um, John Danny Travolta's Zuko. Girl. Yeah, Danny Zuko. <laughs> younger millennial here. Sorry. I, I was going to say Zuko, but I forgot the first name. And then I was like – I'm going to paint myself into an embarrassing box if I get this wrong, so I let you guys do it for me. <laughs> um, then there was, like, a, a formal wear section where, like, you have to, like, go out in, like, a, a dress-up, like, tie. It was, like, ugh. This is, like, ridiculous to talk about. This is so long ago, and I feel like an idiot. But um, no. And then there was, like, a Q&A at the end. Oh, my God. And I, I had, like, this more embarrassed myself at a football game and got, like, I don't know. I was being really cool, senior high school kid, and like got way too drunk and like <laughs> potentially threw up at the football game allegedly. Um, <laughs> back when I was really cool, so like the question was like, if there's anything you could do to upgrade the school, like what would you do? And I was making all these backhanded comments about like how they should put like a like a bathroom near the stands at the football games for like people who like just really need to use it really quick and can't wait in line. And like the teachers obviously had no idea what I was talking about, but like all the kids knew. So I was like kind of killed it oh so, my god um <laughs> yeah that was like peak did. ken kenny in high school and like then college just came around and i think i'm like back on the upswing did you get a sash when you won i got a crown a and a puke. cape like a it. crown and a cape <laughs> yeah this was like Fuck. quite the ordeal um kimmy can you please text your dad and ask for pictures <laughs> yeah i will i'm doing okay. it right now amazing <laughs> <laughs> this show is supported by state farm insurance is a part of any solid financial plan Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
Um, Too much info about me. So what no, about you guys? That's incredible. That's the best thing ever. I okay. did not win Mrs. HHS. Ms. I don't think there we was one. That. I don't think it's fair. It was I just a male-only like... talent show. Yeah. I don't remember who won our year, though, but whatever. Uh, we didn't have any shit like that. Like, I guess we had prom queen and king. My date won prom king both years <laughs> because he was my and is still my best friend and like he was he's just like super like charming and everyone in our entire school loved him and he won yeah both years and I was not nominated or <laughs> even close to that and I had a lot of awkward like moments during prom the both uh, proms when he was up school. there doing his shit. What a um, time. What a yeah. time. But I'm glad I'm glad that you've peaked again because usually a peak in high school does not bode well for the future. Oh you know? no. Um and I like to I said peaking, so I'm still I think I still I think I hopefully have some room to go. But I it's like, yeah, yeah it feels good, dating's good, everything's I'm just like taking it a little bit less seriously and like being more casual about it and just going with the flow. So That's great. It takes the pressure the off group. going on multiple dates, I felt. It really did it changed my perspective. And like you were already dating before you started this, like in New York more regularly than I was, I think. So like, I don't know. I just Yeah, think I think adding regularity, like I would like go on dates and then I would just like wait and like potentially ask somebody out on a second date, but like not like outwardly be trying to go on a date so like if that didn't work then it'd be like a week without one or two weeks and then you'd have to try again it's just like a lot easier when there is some kind of familiarity with dating and like you have again like some reps in because it just becomes like more relaxed and enjoyable rather than like feeling like you have to like work on a date and like put in like not that i'm not putting an effort but like it feels like a job rather than just something that you should be enjoying yeah i think it's literally like like anything just practice makes you better at it like I, I feel like I saw that happen with you Kimmy so much mm-hmm. just like doing it over and over again some lame ones and this and that. it's just like in, in the same way that when you get into a habit of anything like peaks and valleys don't seem so extreme because you're just like doing it all yeah. the time and yeah, like it- being able to recognize recognize like now if you go more regularly which dates are good and which ones are bad Totally. Because otherwise you're like, oh, maybe it was just a first date thing. But like, I'm like starting to be able to realize, like, oh, I don't think this is like something that's gonna work. So yeah. like, I'm not gonna like expend your energy or ask for you to hang out with me if I don't like because I don't want to like waste your time. But like, what are like some of those things that like you see now that you've been dating a little bit more? Like, what are some of those? I don't want to call them red flags, but like moments you just are like okay maybe this isn't what i am looking for i think it just like all tethers to conversation right i think if you're able to hold a conversation that means you probably have shared interest in some capacity or like people are willing to like hear you out and like whether they're shared interest or not like you find a way like just like your personalities mesh up whereby like you can just like chat i think if like a conversation feels forced like to a point where it's like awkward then it it probably means like a lack of compatibility but it could potentially not so I, I don't think it's worth reading too much into and then it's just like i don't know there's people who like frankly and i would think i was this way for a little while like um don't really have like time to like develop hobbies or like develop like unique views on like anything so there's times where it's just like I think it ties back to the conversation. Like, it's good. We're like, I like being able to, like, if there's one thing that we can talk about that we haven't, like, in common, like, leverage that and then, like, use that to figure out, like, what else from there, like, 
you guys share in common. So like, I think it's just like a lack of like common interests is like the biggest thing, but I don't think there's anything like specific. Cause you I don't know if there's like, like any, just from dating more, you've been able to recognize more quickly, like when there's a lack of common interest or when it's like maybe not as. Yeah. Because connected. I think it's like one of those things where like, again, you just like understand what's first date nerves. And then what is just like a, a personality trait or like a, a lack of commonality. So I think like, being able to recognize, like, yeah, of course people are going to get nervous on first dates. I still get anxious about going on first dates all the time. I think it's, like, always going to be a thing, and I think it should be because, like, if you're not anxious, then that means, like, you don't really care about, like, what you're doing and, like, there's a lack of, like, I don't know. It just doesn't really mean that much to you. And I think then you could thereby be, like, definitely wasting people's time because if you're not really invested in it, then why even be, like, going out and hanging out with people? But, like... Yeah, I think I've just become more aware of, like, what's first date nerves versus, like, just, yeah, a difference in personalities. But I think mm -hmm. that's been helpful, and I don't think I would have otherwise had this point of view unless I had kind of been more regularly dating. It's a super good point because I used to feel like when people were like, you're getting your reps in, I was like, yeah, but, like, I don't know what muscle I'm practicing because I didn't actually feel like practice was making me better at going on dates, but it was making making me better at, like, listening to myself and, like, not being so hard on myself, but also, like, listening to, like, what was working. Like, I really know that moment you mean between, like, when something's just not, like, perfect right away on a first date because you're both nervous and that's normal um, versus something that's – it's just not clicking. Like, I remember the first, like, five dates other than one that I went on that was, like, really not great. I was, like – I thought every time it was, like, sort of clicking just because we were literally having a conversation, but I didn't feel chemistry every time, if that makes sense. Like – yeah, no, know. that's exactly what I was trying yeah. to convey. And, like, practice, I think, <clears throat> like, it's hard to feel nervous doing anything you do really regularly. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's just the more you do something, no matter how, like, like what I used to, I, like, sometimes feel, like, extreme social anxiety just talking to new people. Like, I have so many nerves about, like, not having anything to say, not knowing, like what to bring up, like being stuck with stuck in outward situations. And I especially used to feel this way when I was like younger and in college, like I had had the same really tight knit group of friends since like fucking seventh grade. And I had never had to make a new friend. Cause I had like this whole little crew of friends and whatever. And then I went to college and I had to make new friends and it was like the most terrifying experience. And I, this is so fucking basic, but I did so the first year I did sorority rush. Like, I think it like cured like 70 percent of that because you just have to fucking talk to like yeah. 200 people in five days and i was just like well i've been thrown in the deep end <laughs> like i also think there's like this inherent like fear of silence and conversations and i think like for you to be expected to be talking a hundred percent of the time you're together like unreasonable like yeah. obviously there's going to be pauses and breaks and like just because a conversation like shuts down for like 15 30 seconds that doesn't mean like you're incompatible or anything. I think it's just like a lot of people like as I used to do this all the time because I used to be very much so introverted and I think I'm actually coming around a little bit and like this is helping but also just like making a conscientious effort of just like I, I don't know having more conversations with people you don't know definitely forces you to like think about how you're conversing and like what are you talking about and like if you can't answer a question it's like why can't you answer a question it should be like because most of the conversations you're having are pretty basic and straightforward and things that like shouldn't be concerning or like <laughs> you know hard to answer um but it like it's it's like again this is very reflective but it helps you like think about like what you're talking about and how you're talking about it. and i think like doing that is making me even in like a work setting or like just in other social settings be able to 
<clears throat> excuse me, converse and just like do so more easily. And so I think that's been super helpful around the whole process. And I also just kind of forgot what I was talking about halfway through that. So <laughs> yeah. that made well, sense. I, I feel that's a perfect segue for me because I have to go speak to an older student about jobs and uh, who I've never met before. So it's kind of like a first date, but it's 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> it, I'm going to go to campus and have an informational, which is not as fun as a first date. But it's very um, nerve-wracking, just like a first date. Uh, so you guys want to – I will yeah, peace we'll out. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. I mean, you, yeah, you can tell we'll all wrap the it up secrets. a little bit. We're going to just like – we're just going to like talk about our theme for, you know, five minutes and we'll fucking bounce. Yeah, or read an email maybe. Whatever oh, yeah, you want totally. to do. No pressure, yeah, no pressure. But I'm sorry Oh, my God. Let's make go. Kenny read, read the email. Kenny can read the email. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, sure. I'm, I'm going to log off. But Peace. I, XOXO. All right, bye. Cool. So, um, uh, now that she's finally gone, what do I you mean, talk let's talk about? so much shit. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> we just like completely flip the podcast like... and just like, all right, she's gone. <laughs> this is ours. I'm taking over. What's up, guys? Welcome to Kenny's podcast. It is 8:30 in New York City. Topic of the day making fun of my sister (laughs) it's funny that like usually when someone does get off a phone call my first impulse is to talk shit about them why is that it's It's the same thing for like everybody insane like i have i have no shit to talk about kimmy but i'm just like oh my god okay like it's really left over for from some weird middle school shit apparently (laughs) that's funny i actually yeah that's really weird i don't know why that is yeah hopping off the phone and then being like uh I think Let it's me also find like, one minute thing that maybe isn't even related to the conversation we just have. Fucking just like, <laughs> but you do that too, right? Yeah, okay. for sure. Especially when it's like friends and stuff, or like people that you know, like and are hanging out socially. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that makes me feel a little better. I think it's a big thing in my family. Like, I have a huge extended family, and I do think that like everyone's always on the phone with everyone, and as soon as they have, they're like, "Well, you're not going to believe what your cousin did today." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's Yeah. Um, <clears throat> All right, so we can just, like, so lightly touch on this theme of, like, novelty or, like, like, overall, do you, did you think it was helpful to, like, I've been saying, like, so much this episode and a really, one of our. It's okay. My voice is, like, eight octaves lower than it usually is and I'm super tired. Like, my voice is super tired. So, like, whatever. Great. Find your flaw, Fucking recognize it, and just deal yellow, with it, man. I guess. I'm yellow. trying to adopt the, Ken- the Kenny Foskett, like, Zen philosophy. I don't know life, where it came from, like, but it's, it's just good. been, like, recently a present, and I've just been just it's like going with it. child shit, dude. I feel similarly. <clears throat> like, I think you just have to go with the flow more when you're the youngest, because nobody cares what you think. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> a lot of the youngest children I know are pretty fucking mellow they're just like all right like you can do whatever to me yeah well it, it isn't always like this so i'm just embracing it while it's around i want to see diva kenny diva kenny yeah like i'd like to see you really have your diva moment we can make that happen great we'll find a time we'll work on it <laughs> i'm trying to think of what i what i'm like when i'm a diva i think i just get really snarky and ignore people what are situations that like bring out your inner diva um just when people are I don't, I don't like when people are drunk and act childish in public settings. Yeah. Whereby, like, you're tangentially embarrassing me. Like, if we're at dinner and you're drunk and you're causing a scene, don't love that. I don't like when people pretend to be my friend when they're not my friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've had over-friendly waiters who are just, like, really annoying. And this is, like, probably going to sound really bad. But, like, trying to make snarky comments and, like, 
jump into conversations that they're not supposed to be a part of. And like that weirdly annoys me. So it's like very minute, minute, like little things that kind of yeah take me off. But I'm not like Diva Ken isn't outwardly angry. It's more just like, I'm going to be really short with you and I'm going to give you weird looks. All right. And next thing you know, like you're on my bad side. But I think that's like far and few between. I don't really, I try not to. It's yeah, funny, Diva. like, I mean, listeners, you don't know this, but just Kenny's very fucking mellow all the time, and I never <laughs> like, my apartment's torn to shreds right now, and I was like, hey, my apartment's torn to shreds, it's bad, like, it's gross, and he's like, I don't, I don't care. Like, no, I mean, like, I actually so rolled mellow. in, and I was like, we can't record here, this is not up to par, where... <laughs> he threw the microphone on the floor and fucking I'm supposed to sit there? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're gonna have to reevaluate here. this fucking dusty-ass floor. Yeah, so that's why we're late, I was too busy, you know, throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> And Kimmy had to leave, so whatever. <laughs> so that's where we're at, guys. Yeah. Um, all right. Our wrap-up question on our theme, which we've really been hitting hard. <laughs> I love that. I love having episodes where we're like, "This is our theme." Like, yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Hey, we're we're riffing. Is that a that's a that's a term? I'm doing my like riff snaps. <laughs> um. So, do you feel like overall changing up your routines is helpful? Or I do you think, think like it's kind m- of a wash? More broadly, changing up your routines can be helpful, whether it's dating or whatever. I think having a routine is, is good and productive, and I think you can feel really comfortable. But I think as soon as you change it up, it forces you to do something just, like, a little bit different, whether mm-hmm. it be just, like, you know, going to a different part of town that you're not used to hanging out with or just, like, doing something slightly different. It just gives you a different perspective and ultimately probably makes you a more interesting person. Right? Yeah. I think it can bring out – I think that doing things in your comfort zone – can put you in like a kind of like a <laughs> I'm picturing like a ridge on an ice luge. I don't know what word I'm looking for in a like a a track. A track or like a you kind of oh my god, what the what the fuck word am I trying to say? This is really frustrating. I don't know, you're like ta- describing a bobsled course. And yeah, I don't know but like what you, you mean. can kind of you can kind of like chisel dig yourself into these little holes sure. by like staying in your routine and I think that putting yourself in it even as something as simple as a new neighborhood or like a bar you've never been to or whatever can help to bring out your personality because you're like taking yourself and lifting yourself out of all those things that make you comfortable and pumping yourself into a different place. I think it's just a good approach to living. It's like constantly challenging yourself to do and put yourself in kind of difficult environments. That's why like when I was in Richmond, although it was like very kind of foreign to me because I didn't know anybody going into that situation and like, I don't know. I think, like, the challenging nature of just, like, being somewhere that felt uncomfortable is ultimately, like, whether it was, like, beneficial in the moment and, like, the most positive experience in the moment, oh, maybe not. But, like, coming out of it, I definitely have a different perspective. I love Richmond now. And, like, thinking back on it, I I still had, like, no regrets. Definitely had a good time and, like, loved everything. But, like, you just, like, learn a lot and you become more mature when you, like, put yourself in situations where it's, like, different, maybe challenging, maybe scary, maybe just, like, gives you nerves. And, like, I don't know. Totally. Because, like, the biggest growth moments in my life have been moments where I started something that really fucking scared me. Like, just pushed myself. And, like, Kimmy a lot of times has pushed me into doing stuff that I'm just, like, fucking terrified to do. Well, like, comedy, getting up on stage, like, testing new material, like, doing all that is constant. Totally. And still terrifying. Yeah. Like, I keep thinking, that's one of the few things where the more I do it... I mean, there's obviously sometimes I feel totally comfortable. Like, when I'm doing material I've done a million times, I don't even care if I bomb because I'm just like, you know, I know these work and sometimes they're bad and sometimes it's, most of the time it's good and then once in a while it's bad and it doesn't affect me in the way it used to. 
but still testing new material is like doesn't get less something i i mean applaud because i can't do i I don't think i'd ever find myself on a stand-up stage and i think it's just like i've i don't know i've seen you perform and i've seen some of the people at those type of venues perform and just get nothing and that is just like the crickets are just like it's scary terrifying it's really so scary that first time doing stand-up is probably like the most scared i've been when like it hasn't been like a family member or friend in grave physical danger, <laughs> like other than those situations. <laughs> so like this one end of the extremes is yeah. just right there. Totally. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Well, is there an, is there like a next, you know, groove you want to break out of? Is there like a new frontier for you with date number four? Um, yeah, I mean, maybe we can do something that's not just drinks. I think that would be, like, the next step of just, like, continuing to do something different. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I um, It's fall. You could, like, I'm trying to think what, like, fun faultivities are in New York that aren't. I mean, like, most faultivities are not in New York because. There's parks. I don't know. I think there's ways to do it for I mean, sure. I feel like I would be super into if a guy was like, hey, like. It's so beautiful. I love fall. Like, do you want to, like, take a walk in Central Park and then get a drink? Yeah, for sure. I think that's definitely a way to do it. So, yeah, we'll see in the planning stages. But, um, yeah, also I guess I should probably mention that, and this is, like, half logistics for as we continue to think about recording, I'm going to Paris at the end of the month. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Going to France at the end of the month for nine days. That's incredible. The end of October? Yeah, flying out on the 26th, getting in on the 27th, and coming back on the 4th of November. That's awesome. Work or for fun? Uh, Fun. Primarily tethered to some some concerts at the back end, but I'm going with a friend who's never been, so it's going to be exciting. Maybe I'll try to go on a date in France. Oh my god. Except (gasps) it would be nearly impossible. I haven't studied the French language since I was in uh, the freshman year of college, so that's a lot of years. Oh my Um, god, I think you should try to do it. Just try to find someone who speaks English and just be be American. Oh my god. Just like a fun way to do it. Yeah, that'd be interesting. It would also be just like a cool tourist thing to do, like to help see a new place like i feel like on the apps you could be like hey i'm only here for a week yeah. like, i'm not trying to be like a fuckboy. i'm just i like would like a local to show me around like i'll have i want to buy you dinner like i'll take you on a date until the next thing you know i'm on the the organs market and i've been like <laughs> abducted and like put in a van yeah <laughs> but yeah you know. i mean just definitely calling out that but i'm a major tourist might actually work i don't know it's interesting i think it's worth the organ thing for the podcast right <laughs> but yeah, um that's i exciting. love it all right do you want to read a worst first date Sure. You haven't done that yet. I'll pull up one for you. <clears throat> Not title to me, but I'll take over from here. Hi, Kimmy and Liza. Do we do names? No, no okay, names. Do you want a fake name? What's a fake name? Yeah. Let's name I don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. It's a Let's name her Karen. Name. Okay. <laughs> hopefully it's a, hopefully hopefully it's that's a woman. Not her real name, yeah. Um my name is Karen. I'm from Denver and I've been listening to the pod for a while. If you could keep my name anonymous, that would be great. I didn't nice. even see that. <laughs> Nice. Um, I recently had an awful experience with a guy I met on Bumble, and I thought I should tell y'all about it. I like the use of y'all. Y'all's fun. Um, I matched with a guy on Bumble. We can call him Tim. and thought he was cute and funny, so we decided to go on a date. We met at a bar near his house that was cute but pretty mellow. We chatted, drank a few beers, played some shuffleboard, and overall had a good time. I mean, that sounds fun to me. Yeah. Even though Tim was a nice, funny guy, I went home with a very, with very indifferent feelings towards him. The next day, he asked, texted me asking if I wanted to go out again. And since I stick with the, if it wasn't a terrible date, go on a second theory, I said yes. He asked if I wanted to get sushi the next week, which sounded great to me. The second date rolls around and he picked me up. Similar to the first, we talked and had a good time, but it was nothing spectacular. 
on the date we actually talked about going on a third date at the time I wasn't opposed which at the time I wasn't opposed to the date ended with a kiss that was fine but again not spectacular that weekend I was out of town and didn't text talk to him at all during the weekend I kind of realized I wasn't really into Tim and didn't want to go on another date I felt bad because I already knew we had talked about a third date but knew I wasn't really into him so I decided that the next time he texted me I would just tell him how I was feeling side note I'm 23, and I know that ghosting is a very real thing today, especially for people my age. Tim is 28, and I know he's pretty serious about finding someone, i.e. ready to find a great girl, get married, have kids, etc. So I thought Tim would be very appreciative of me letting him know and not wasting his time. I think that's fair. That's a good look. Totally. Anyways, on Tuesday, Tim texted me and asked me how my week was going. I cut straight to the point and text back something like, I'm doing well. Hey, sorry if it sounds random, but I wanted to let you know that although you're a great guy... I don't really see this going anywhere. I really just don't want to waste your time, but it was great meeting you. Tim immediately responds, and he is fuming. He told me that I was a fake, shitty person who was conveniently backing out on him after an expensive second date that he paid for in full after I, after I offered to split. Bad look. And that he doesn't want to be dramatic but feels blindsided. Now, keep in mind that this is <laughs> oh two dates that maybe four hours. I was shocked to say the least. I decided not to respond and simply Venmoed him $30, 30 bucks for our expensive date followed with the buy emoji. And that buy has like five E's on it, just so everybody knows, and called it good. Although this wasn't a horrible date or anything, it, it really has made me lose hope. Tim seems so nice, and apparently he was not. Is the moral of the story just to ghost people instead? I thought I was doing the mature thing by being upfront with him, but I guess not. Love y'all, Karen. No, you were doing the mature thing. Like, don't sure. make him... Don't let him and his crazy make you feel <clears throat> wrong, because you're not. Yeah, I mean, that guy's... You guys went on two dates, and this is what I was just trying to get at, like, going with the flow and not feeling pressure to feel like you're entering a relationship just yeah. because you're hanging out more than once. I think that's a good way to approach things. And totally. I think this guy is, like, just because you gave him the time of day, more than one date, and kissed him, he thinks that you owe him? I don't think that's yeah. how that works. And on top of that, like... I think that being honest can be a really good, like, litmus test for who you're dealing with. Like, if you want to, like, fucking Oprah always says, you know. You teach, what? Right? I, I love Oprah, dude. This is where I'm not a millennial. I'm definitely, like, a baby boomer. But Oprah always says that you teach people how to treat you. And I think people teach you how to treat them. And you were putting yourself out there by saying, like, look, I'm honest. I'm going to be straightforward with you. And he was revealing himself. By being a fucking nut. <laughs> but I guess, yeah, also so being honest. You, so like, yeah. yeah, but also, like, it's good you learn that after three dates and not after 20. You know what I mean? For sure. Like, I think that, like, obviously he is not someone you want to be, like, getting serious with because he's angry. Yeah, that's, like, bizarre reaction. Yeah. But I don't like, know. I think it's so good you learned that early. Imagine if you had let it let him on a little bit and like had gone out on a couple more and then said something. Totally. Then the, I feel like it would have been even worse. And at that point, like you feel trapped or whatever, and like that's not healthy for anybody or like enjoyable. So yeah. I think like good move, solid move. Totally. Guy just needs to suck it up. Like sorry. He needs help. <laughs> I mean, I'm just prone to think everyone needs also, help. Also, you're but... 28. Like, there's a lot of people in and around your age group that will just hang out with you. You got on no, this. No, she's date. 23. Oh, I know, He's but as the guy, okay. I'm like, oh yeah, don't you like. Sorry, this one didn't work. Like, it's not like you're 38 years old and like feeling like you're out of time. Like you're Ugh. you're late 20s. Like you have plenty of time, plenty yeah. of vision to see. You went on a date with this girl, just find another one. Totally. Well, you know what? I actually realized I was thinking of the wrong Oprah quote, but also it's probably not an Oprah quote. 
But, but it's some like fucking proverb. Props it's like when people show you who they are, when people tell you who they are, listen to them. And this is a great example of like, this guy's fucking telling you who he is. And it's someone you're glad you got to nope out on after two dates. So yeah, but definitely right like, I think from the guy's perspective, having been ghosted before quite a few times, just because it happens, it's yeah. just like never a good feeling. So I think it's like props to you for like being the mature one and totally. like taking that initiative. Although I do understand, like, I totally understand it makes sense why you feel discouraged. Whenever anyone treats you badly, it feels shitty. Yeah, for if, sure. Even if you you were like, I think you totally did the right thing here. It just, it sucks for someone to say you're like manipulative or you're fucking trying to get a free dinner. Like, that's... <laughs> well, yeah, also just like, yeah, that was just like a stupid comment. Not a good look on his part and like... Yeah. <laughs> just like, not that anything was really a great look on his part. Yeah. But like, that's a, that's not like a... That's not an excuse that you can Ew. use. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Karen. Not your real name. Not her not real name. Not real name. Um, guys, if you want hot takes like this on your worst first dates, <laughs> email us at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. You can join our secret Facebook group by typing 51firstdatespodcast into the search bar on Facebook and a closed group should pop up and if you request to join people will approve you. Kimmy would be very disappointed. I've, I have never had to do this about Kimmy. I'm very nervous. I'm going to forget one of them. Oh, uh, Kimmy would be very upset if I didn't ask you to continue to rate, subscribe, review. We so, so, so appreciate We've had a nice little bump in those since we've been kind of pushing again to get them uh, and they really do help us. Like, and it we takes like 30 seconds. It's so fast and you literally don't even have to write anything in the field. You can just put in your stars and write like good or <laughs> mediocre or whatever you feel. Uh, but um, you can also write something cute and silly like your first opening line, your best opening line on a dating app or a one sentence review of your worst first date or something. No. And if we get any really cute ones in our reviews, we'll read them on the air. Um, yeah, maybe a fun one would be in like three words or short phrases describe your worst first date yeah that would be great like just like to keep it casual keep totally. it fun and then other people will jump in and see those and potentially feel compelled to do the same yeah i love that so go review <laughs> and give us three adjectives about your worst first date <laughs> or nouns whatever it could be like pizza snuck out <laughs> or something. i don't know um hopefully be... you're more creative than that but... <laughs> <laughs> all right no mine would be barf cry sorry that, I like that. <laughs> that would be my worst, personal worst first date which i've told on this podcast before uh but anyway thank you so much for listening we love you we appreciate you so much we're so glad you're continuing to join us for now kenny's journey yeah. and uh we'll talk to you soon and uh, go on a date try it out go on a date a big shout out to anthony from five ohm for making us sound really good in post and you should check 5ohm out online at 5ohm.com. And that's spelled F-I-V-E-O-H-M. Ohm. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.